Welcome back to Mingle with Mubes. Today I'm joined by Victoria Pitilia. <laughs> Welcome back to Mingle with Mubes. Today I'm joined by Victoria Pitliangus. Vic is currently studying a Master of Civil Engineering at the University of Melbourne. She is also an undergraduate rail engineer at WSP and is the president of the Engineers Without Borders Uni Melbourne student chapter. Her passions include improving the lives of those around her through transport and education, and she loves her fashion and sport. She is a super accomplished, balanced and well-rounded individual, and I can't wait to let her share her story with you guys today. Without further ado, let's mingle. Can I just start off by saying, so far on the pod, we've only had people from the biomed eng field. I know, I'm feeling very privileged to, to be the first non-biomed eng person. Mm-hmm. Civil engineering is the chat of all engineers, so I do feel like <laughs> you might lose a few brain cells to it. That's alright, we'll make it work. And I'll try and do civil proud. Yeah, you're also the first current student as well. The last two guests have been graduates from last year, so... It's really good to have you on today to offer a student perspective about uni and, and life and yeah. just everything else. I guess that's so. the thing. It's like having a whole University of Melbourne journey from start to finish is kind of good to hear about. Mm-hmm. So I think, well, you've had it as well, but I think everyone kind of ends up coming to like where they are on their university journey in their own way. So it's good to kind of hear from everyone and see how they found it and how they got to where they are. Mm-hmm. And there's no one else I'd rather talk to about that than you. So, yeah. And we love to have a chat about we do. things as well. About so, everything. Yeah. You know, Frank and I, we, we, have some, we have some good chats. We have some, we have some really good chats. Like, you'll find us at a social event just having a and m every it. single time. That's our, that's mm-hmm. our, that's our regular that's our, Yeah, and now this is a D&M for everyone to hear. Exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, how we met is a really funny story. So, we, we indirectly met... In second year, second it was year. it was this engineering subject. And I've forgotten what it's called. I was thinking about it, it last it's night. Materials, wasn't it? Yeah, probably. I just remember there was chemistry. Oh and no! Oh, yeah, a yeah, little bit of chemistry, was, and we had to. There was a project where we had to draw our house. Yeah, we had to draft up like our own houses because at this point in time, this was like this was twenty twenty. Twenty. Yeah. yeah. It was peak lockdown. Peak well. locky. So we didn't, like, most of the time with this assignment in the past, so if you looked at any of the past assignments, it was all university buildings that Mm -hmm. people were doing, which you had access to, like, drawings of online. But they told us just to do our own homes because we couldn't couldn't go out anywhere. Mm -hmm. Of course. So, um, yeah, I guess I was doing my house, which, just for a bit of context, was built in the 1890s. (laughs) And uh, I called the council and I was like, hey, do you guys have any? like documents you called the house. council that's yeah fantastic. I did because I was like what am I going to do going above and beyond like, new houses that they're going to be able to get plans from uh, anyway it turns out there's no plan drawings in my house <laughs> anyway. so I just hopped onto AutoCAD and I was like starting my AutoCAD journey of just like drafting up stuff on my own mm-hmm. and I think I put it in the group chat because people were asking about yeah. like, how they were representing stuff and I was like oh yeah I'll, I'll check my CAD drawing in you like, did it on CAD I did it by hand that's really cool CAD. wow yeah. Look at you. Yeah, I know. Okay. I was very proud of that drawing. I think I've definitely still got it somewhere and I want That's to frame good. it. Yeah. But it was it was really cool because we were we were analysing the internal structures of our homes, like the beams and the columns and whatever else we did back yeah. in the day, trusses and that. 
But yeah, that was yeah, a cool subject. I guess both of our houses, we both didn't have plans, and both of our houses were like relatively old. As yes, because well. mine's an old Spanish home. I forgot what century or decade it was built in. Yeah, but it it, it lacked a lot of like internal like beams, and it was yeah. just like brick walls. I'm like, how do I go about yeah, analyzing exactly. this? Yeah, exactly. It's like how is the load being transferred through yes. the house? So yeah, yeah, I guess we had that conversation, and then. Who did, how did we, like, actually And then, I think it was, like, last year. It's it's very hard to miss you in the old Angels Lounge because you you pack a lot of energy and, and cheerfulness. My voice is also and really loud. It's also loud. very loud. And <laughs> Victoria is, like, known for slaying every day. <laughs> every day. Every day, like, right now. Um, so much so, And then we sort of just, I guess, well, reconnected yeah, well, I through think friends. Was, yeah, because our mutual <clears throat> friend, Anna, mm-hmm. Anna was Shout out, Anna. Shout, you, Anna. Massive shout out to Anna. <laughs> Anna Lou. Um, we met, I think we met through Anna, because Anna was good friends with you. Mm-hmm. And then I had met you, and then we were friends on Facebook, and I was like, oh. And then I scrolled up, and I was like, oh, yeah. my God, that's how I know you, through exactly. this assignment. So then we just kind of rekindled mm. our friendship. And, and you, did you have dunks as well, the shoes? I didn't have dunks, but oh, I did because you kept your got... panda dunks. Oh, I thought you were complimenting them. No. Well, it was the other way around. No, it was more of Clearly, like a, I was blinded. Frank, you can do so much better. Oh, okay. I do have one pair of dunks, but I was that's very really much rich like, of you then. But... Yeah, well, they're my golden rods. It's a bit different. Golden ones? Yeah, so it's must like be the, nice. the yellow and black. It must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're doing a civil degree. I, am doing I don't a know degree. too much about civil degree. Otherwise, like, it's other than you build bridges and you get over it. That, yeah. kind of, <laughs> that applies to life as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But why why did you choose to go down that pathway? And well, do you know what you want to kind of get into when you finish uni? Yeah, well, I was in a situation where at the end of, at the end of school... I initially wanted to be a doctor and I had some stuff happen and I realised, you know, I'm not going to get that 99 ATAR. I'm just not going to even try for it. Mm-hmm. But what can I do where I can still help people? And I was talking to like a careers counsellor about it and I was thinking about it and it was like, well, people need transport and people need infrastructure to live and live their lives. So I just thought that engineering or architecture was going to be the way for me to go. And then I started at Melbourne Uni. I decided to do a Bachelor of Design because the old Melbourne Uni model had the Bachelor of Environments, which most of the engineering field sat in. And then they split that up between the Bachelor of Design and the Bachelor of Science. Mm. So I was like, I'm still interested in architecture. I don't know if I'm going to be good at it. I've never done BCD or BizCom at school. Let me give it a go. And I did. And it wasn't my cup of tea. <laughs> So kind of stuck to the engineering side of it, but kind of grew my appreciation for architecture and architectural history while I was studying. So I kind of came to this conclusion that as much as I love architecture and I love buildings, I don't necessarily want to work on them or with them. And I kind of fell into the role that I'm in now at WSP and I'm an undergraduate rail engineer. So I'm working on the level crossing removal projects at the moment on Mm -hmm. the Frankston line. And once I started getting into rail and realised how much, like, multidisciplinary work there is within it, I'm just, like, absolutely hooked on it. Yeah. So I'm working with mechanical engineers every day, electrical engineers every day, like, other types of civil engineers. I guess also civil in general is not just bridges or structures, but we can also think about it in terms of what's under the ground. So anytime you build something, you've got to check the ground below it to make sure it's not going to mm-hmm. fall over, like... Prime example is Leaning Tower of Pisa. Yep. If they had a geotechnical engineer on that, 
they would have checked the ground, seen that it was unstable, and would have been like, no, nah, we can't build here. Hmm. That's why it's legal. And that's why, yeah, okay. So... Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, really so it, you do both. You mm-hmm. can go underground and have a look at that, which is a little bit more hands-on, but then you can also do the above-ground stuff. So for me, that's like in terms of transport. You can work in any kind of transport role. You can do structures, whether that be bridges, buildings, maritime, anything like that. So there's like a really wide variety of things you can do with a civil degree. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people that do civil engineering also kind of lean into that project management type of situation as well. Yep. There's a lot of options for you to be technical as well as kind of doing more PM work, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. That, that was I was about to ask you about WSP. So that company i'll pull this straight from the website but it's the forefront of consulting and um engineering services for rail yeah can you tell me a bit about a bit more about your role yeah so essentially i do something called csr which is combined service routes so if you think about the rail and the best way to think about it is you've got a signal telling the train when to go and when to stop Mm -hmm. something needs to power that signal and what your csr team will do or combined service routes is will route from the electrical source which might be like a substation mm-hmm. and route it to a signal. So yep. that's kind of what I do. So what I do is I sit there with the team and obviously I, I'm an undergrad, so I'm still an intern, but I'm working with such an awesome team and we sit down and we're going through and designing different things, um, working on a couple of different projects at the moment, which is really cool. So it's kind of more interface work where I'm talking to a lot of electrical engineers and kind of being like, hey, what's your plan? Mm-hmm. And then trying to figure out how I can comply to standards to make sure that everything is going to be wired properly and connected. Yep. And that's something that can be applied to like a building sense as well because people need to be like service engineers. So how do you know where your drinkable water is going, where your sewerage is going, where your stormwater drainage is going? All of that stuff is also kind of applicable. So if you were to do that in a building sense, you can kind of transfer it to a rail sense as well. Mm-hmm. And WSP is just pretty amazing as well i do love the company and we do some really amazing things and i'm very very lucky to be there so if there is anyone listening that's thinking about applying (laughs) for ground roles i would definitely recommend applying for wsp Mm -hmm. cool cool. yeah it it sounds like because you said your your role is an undergraduate one it does sound like you hold a lot of responsibility in this role um for those listening who might be thinking wow that sounds like a lot when you initially started off at wsp how did you go about sort of like absorbing information, learning everything, um, you know, being able to liaise with liaise? Liaise. Liaise. Hmm. That with stakeholders um, and just sort of overcoming the initial challenges of starting like a new sort of big job. Yeah, well, it's pretty scary. I mean, on the first day, this is my, my second engineering job that I've had. And yep. on the first day I said to my manager, I was like, oh, do you reckon I could get a lanyard? <laughs> I just really wanted to feel like I was part of the Yeah, team. like you belong. And, mm-hmm. and from that day forward, it's kind of, I would say, find those key people that can give you the time of day. Yeah. Because the best thing that I've been able to do in my role is sit in every meeting possible. Do I understand everything that's going on? Absolutely not. Mm. People are talking about stuff that I still have no idea about and I've been in the game nine months now. <laughs> but when I first started... Uh, at WSP, I was in a project management position. I was assisting um, what we call design managers. So in an alliance format, what you've got is you've got your construction team and your design team. And at the top of your design team is your design manager. Yep. And um, I was really, really lucky to be working with someone who's 
so, so awesome. And he said to me, you're coming to every meeting, write down every question you have. I want to answer it for you. Mm -hmm. So I think the best thing that you can do is find that key person that you know is going to help you along your journey. I know it's like easier said than done, but at the end of the day, when you're going into a role, they know that you're green. They know that you don't know Mm -hmm. anything and it's okay to not know anything. So I think sitting in that position where you're comfortable being uncomfortable and comfortable not knowing at all, which I know would be really hard for a lot of people. It's really hard for me to do because I'm a bit of a control freak and I like to be in control of everything I do. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely a tricky situation to be in, but you've kind of got to let yourself fall into the deep end a little bit and... If you start drowning, people are there to throw you like a yeah. rest and pick yep. you up. But you've also got to allow them to do that. You know, you've got to be open. You've got to ask the questions. You've got to be okay with being wrong. And I think that's something that I've definitely learned over the past few years that's really helped me career-wise. Because no one knows all of the answers. And you might know something that somebody else doesn't know. But if you don't ask the question or suggest something, no one's going to know at yeah. the end of the day. So I think it's... I think that's probably the best thing that I can say in terms of like what's helped me get through this kind of scary kind of period where I'm just not sure what I'm doing. You really have to embrace the unknown, Mm. which is, it's pretty scary. It is, yeah. Situations as well where it's just like, oh, I don't know if I really want to trust myself in Mm. this. What if I get it wrong? What if I'm costing someone money? And I think the other thing too to remember is as an intern and even as a grad, or at least the way that they tell us at WSP, you're there to learn. Mm-hmm. If you're not learning, then they're doing something wrong. Yeah. So as long as you're continuously learning and and also working hard to learn, making those connections, I'm a bit of a fiend on LinkedIn. I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, I love... Over 500 connections. Yet? Plus. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we've, been there, we've been there for a little while, Frank. We're, we're <laughs> All right, sorry. Now. Okay. Um, but it's definitely something where it's like network, grind, talk to people, and don't be afraid of being the intern mm. or being the bottom of the food chain. Yeah. Because it means that you can take things on and you might get it wrong, but it's still okay. Yeah. So a lot of the time it's good to take those opportunities because if you do and then you succeed, even better. Yeah, that's really incredible advice. I I personally find it hard to make that first step and like approaching someone. Yeah. Um, and it, it takes a lot of energy and confidence to do that. But after that, you you don't regret it at all. Like yeah. it might be, you might feel like you're asking a dumb question, but it's only and say you're new, it's only natural for people who are already in the workplace to help you. Like they're not going to ignore. A new person. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, who does that? That's kind of inhumane. Yeah, and that's the so. other thing, too, that if you if you are faced with someone that isn't giving you what you need, mm-hmm. there's always options to talk to other people. Yeah, exactly. But you've got to be open to that, and I mm-hmm. think that's the biggest thing, too. Yeah, so you're going to get knocked down, and it's going to happen, yeah. but knowing that you are should be able to protect yourself to be able to get back up again. Like mm-hmm. resilience in industry and literally in anything is so, so huge. Of course, yeah. And it's something that you learn over time after you normally like, I don't know, I have to go through my own like traumatic experiences to really figure out how to be resilient. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, if people are listening and they are scared, 
it's okay to be scared and kind of like embrace the fear. That's, you know, I think the main thing that you need yeah. to do when you're starting anything new, whether it's a new uni course, a new job, like literally anything. You're starting a new sports club, mm-hmm. joining a mixed netball team. Slay. Big slay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important to just let your walls down yeah. a little bit, but not too much. But just be present and be aware of your surroundings and like who who you can network with, who yeah. can help you because everyone... Everyone's going to help you. Yeah, exactly. If you're, if you're respecting people, they will respect you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people say you kind of have to like do your dues and yeah, like and earn your respect earn and your that respect yeah and stuff. And it, <clears throat> you're not wrong. There are a lot of people, especially in I don't know if it's similar in biomed eng because the field is so much newer. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people that have been in their roles for a long time and are very comfortable in what they do yeah. and able to say and do whatever they want mm-hmm. and that's okay for them, but it might not be great for you. Yeah, for new people coming through. Yeah, yeah. and it is pretty intimidating, but, you know, you can't be afraid to be yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Like, I go to work every day and I say slay so many times <laughs> and... One of my managers is like, Victoria, you've got to cut that off. And then one of the other, other managers has got a couple of, like, young kids. Yeah. Like, so how would I use that? Like, <laughs> In a sense, it's yeah, my kids. <laughs> so it's like, you, you're just going to find the right people. Yeah. Because okay. even though my manager's kind of like, oh, look, I don't know if that's something you should be saying. Mm-hmm. All the grads are on board with it now. Like, yeah. we're all saying Love it. that. Everyone's you're an absolute trendsetter. So it's just like, you know, you're just going <laughs> to break the mold, you know. <laughs> You know, I wasn't saying slay before I met you, probably. Yeah. So now I've said it like three times in this episode so far. And I, so. Think, I think it's a great inclusion. Oh, it absolutely episode. is. Yeah. I 100% <laughs> strongly believe yeah, that slay is the way. <laughs> that's great. Let's chat about EWB. So as mentioned in the introduction, EWB is Engineers Without Borders. And that's Victoria it. here is the president of the UniMelb chapter. So... That is something I do. Yeah. Can you tell us what... EWB actually is. So, and what do you do? Like, Engineers Without <clears throat> Borders is a non for profit organization centered around, I guess, humanitarian engineering. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know what that is, it's basically just a really nice way of putting using our skills that we learn at uni and doing what we can to help others that don't have it. And I think. There's a lot of non-for-profits out there, but for me, what sets EWB apart is the fact that it's not about necessarily going out and, like, being the helper and being the hero. I just don't think that that's, like, the way to approach things, but it's really about respecting other people's culture and understanding what's appropriate and what's sustainable and what can we do to assist someone in need. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day... I'm not going to be able to go just anywhere and use my skills anywhere. It doesn't work like that. You have to take the time to research, understand what the problem is, what resources other people have to be able to fix this and then assist them in coming up with their own solution. So I guess from a university chapter level, we do a lot of school outreach work. And with our chapter, we have our Maths Without Limits program, which is free maths tutoring that we offer for year 10 to 12 students in underrepresented areas. Mm-hmm. And then we also do school outreach. So we run outreach modules exposing kids to engineering or STEM in general. Um, we were talking about this at work, actually, and apparently there was a study done in Canada that said girls under the age or at age 11 have already decided whether they think they can do stem related activities or not so if you think about that and did you think you could when you were 11 look 
I loved school. <laughs> I was like, up until basically like year 10, I was just in love with going to school. Awesome. And that's Absolutely. from when I was like really little. Like you my, mom, so my mom and dad will tell you that I was just like addicted. <laughs> I was like one of those kids. Can't miss like, a day of school when you're sick. Can't miss a day. Yeah. Why isn't there school on the school holidays? Like, why isn't there school on the weekend? Why do I have to stay home? Like why can't I go? <laughs> like I just have a strong passion for learning. Yeah. And even that's now fantastic. I have that. Like I just love learning mm-hmm. new things and yep. I get so excited by it. And even when I'm meeting new people like Learning about them. About yeah, people. that's that, fantastic. That makes me so happy. Yeah. Um, so I think hearing that stat as well really kind of like put alarm bells in my head because mm. I was fortunate enough that I, you know, I had my brother and I had my dad and I had my mom and they were all really supportive in me doing whatever I wanted to do. That's good. There was no question about what I was and wasn't capable yeah, of. Yeah, why are you doing this? It's yeah. Like, yep. So I, and I was also lucky that I went to a really great school and mm-hmm. they, you know, had enough classes that I was like, I could do specialist maths. I could do chemistry mm-hmm. without an issue. Like I could take those classes and even though they were male dominated, I wasn't pushed away from it. And yeah. I had such amazing teachers that supported me throughout really like, my school journey. Yeah. But I know a lot of people, even like talking to them in the outreach programs, because I reckon... I've been on two of our regional trips, which are like we go away for a week and tutor, like we pick a particular area and we go to try and hit as many schools as we can in the area to run our outreach workshops. And, you know, this is over like two, 3,000 kids that I've probably seen mm. and, and taught and spoken to. And when you talk to a kid and they don't believe in themselves, and I think I find this in tutoring as well, and I'm sure you do as mm-hmm. well, and it breaks my heart. Mm. It's so hard to see someone not have belief in themselves because they just don't think that they're good enough yep. or they don't think they are capable or they could even ever be capable. Mm. So many kids are like, oh, I'm bad at maths. I would never be able to be an engineer. That's like, maths isn't everything in engineering. Yeah, I reckon, no, of course. I reckon I'm using some year seven math skills at the moment. My civil <laughs> degree, I won't lie to you. Maybe you're not. I do a little bit of trigonometry. Yeah. There's nothing too crazy out there. And at the end of the day, if you want to do something, you can do it. Yep. You just got to put the work in. So I think what's really awesome, back to EWB and the workshop, is that we encourage people to to just think about it a bit more. Okay. And maybe a lot of kids that we go and see don't know what an engineer is and mm. what an engineer does. And the most typical thing is like, oh, yeah, an engineer will build a building. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, they can. There's other things as there's well. There's so many other things yeah. they can do. Are you passionate about sustainability? Man, there's like 50,000 things you can do <laughs> with engineering. Mm. You don't have to, you know, have an engineering degree to be an engineer. There's just so much out there and so much good you can do. And I do feel like, for me, EWB is my way of giving back. Yeah. And it makes me feel incredible about it's such a great feeling isn't it yeah Yeah. i remember after a i think it was a school outreach program last year and you posted a couple of flicks on your on your insta and there was a a drawing that a kid drew i think it was of you and i forgot what the cat it was it would have said victoria was the best or something like that i was like oh that's really really sweet yeah so when we went um regioneering last which was july last year Mm -hmm. um it was it was so... Well, we had to do surveys with the kids, yep. right? And you give a, a prep to you to a survey and the prompt says, draw an engineer. They're like six to 
eight years old. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah. So um, I was there with James Shee, who's our vice president as well, and we were mm-hmm. presenting together. And so we just started telling the kids, like, draw us. Like, we're <laughs> engineers, draw us. Yeah. So I have this collection of drawings from these kids of me and... Oh, I, I still go back and look at it because I love it. How sweet is that? Yeah. And then at the end of it, it's like, you know, what do you think an engineer is now? Or even for the older ones, it asks them, like, are you interested in engineering? Did you enjoy the workshop? And, you know, having the kids say that they loved what we did and they would think about engineering, it's like, oh, Vic is so good. It means cool. a lot, doesn't it? It's, yeah. Man, it's so good. Yeah. It is amazing knowing that you went there and at the start they didn't believe in themselves to do it. But then with a little bit of encouragement, they they can see it now. And even if it doesn't like fully come to fruition, I think, you know, being able to give someone that that confidence mm-hmm. and letting them know that you believe in them, that's so huge for mm. a kid. I don't know if you've seen this, like, there's this thing on TikTok that I've seen recently. And it's like, of all of these, like, dancers... And it's like when they're younger and it's like they're dancing, it's like the caption, it's like, oh, all the big girls are watching, I have to be good. Mm. And then there's a peak of them, like a, a video of them dancing older and it's like, oh, I have to be good, all the little girls are watching me now. Oh, wow. So yeah. it's like kind of thinking about contrast. it in that way. Like yep. you <clears throat> have no idea of the potential that you have to inspire somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the amazing thing about EWB is that it allows me to do that every single day. Yeah, that's and fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. Big, big love for EWB. Fun fact, I have our mascot tattooed on my foot. <laughs> <laughs> so. We might post that on the on the socials later. Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah. Oh, Just that's really nice. Right? Yeah. I think, like, personally, I can kind of relate. Like, even with, like, a small example with this podcast, not about belief, but more so, like, the purpose of this was to educate people about the field. Yeah. And I, one of my mates, my best mates, Luke, come up to me last weekend and say, like, cause he's, heard, he's heard every single episode. Like, he's... Is is really awesome guy. Shout out to Luke. Yeah. To the <laughs> He's gonna love this bit. And he said that it's it's really clarified to him what biomedical engineering actually is. And he's a tradie. Yeah. Like by um, by name. Did I say that right? By trade. By trade. Go Luke. And so he he said he's gotten a lot about it the episodes, and even like that, like meant a lot to me. I was like, he's like he's my best friend, and he's kind of learning a lot just yeah. from something little. So yeah, it pays to make an impact. I think, people. yeah, I don't know, because tutoring did that for me as well, and mm. I think it, it's good to have EWB now that I'm not tutoring anymore. Yeah. But, mate, teaching kids and seeing them, like, get it right. Yeah, and, like, grow as well. Oh, oh it's fantastic. It makes me so emotional it does. thinking about yeah. it. Like, I think about all of the kids <clears throat> that I've tutored, and I'm just like, like, I got actually a, a text from um, one of the dads of the girls that I used to tutor, and mm-hmm. just, like, a little bit of a progress update on how she's doing. Cause oh, that's good. Because when I started with her, she... So she moved from China when she was eight. Yeah. And she could speak some English, but she couldn't read properly. And mm-hmm. I remember I was teaching her piano and then she had like a book report to do. Mm-hmm. And she was in year two and she did it on a picture book. Yep. And I was like, okay, well, this is where we're at. And obviously her, her parents couldn't help her. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I started tutoring her in, in English and maths as well. And the growth and development of this child, absolutely amazing. Mm. And the confidence that they get as well is so like special and amazing. Yeah. It's just oh, it's such a good feeling. It is, isn't it? it? Yeah. It's so satisfying just watching people grow. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, so you've obviously got a lot going on from what we've just <laughs> talked about, you know, as well as your social life and, you know, sport, like Mixnetti, yeah. you were saying before. Um, how do you go about 
maintaining like a really healthy balance with life and, and work and uni and whatever else? I think it's it's funny that you say that because if you were to ask my mum, she wouldn't think she so. Would not think <laughs> my, my balance is healthy. Yeah, I think. It is a very individual thing. Mm-hmm. You have to know what your limits are and what you're capable of. Yep. I'm someone who stretches myself so thin and I do it every day. And yep. that's the way I just love to be. Mm-hmm. I just love to be go, go, go all the time. Seeing yeah. people doing this. Doing Rather that, than sitting right down and doing yeah. not a whole lot. Right. And there's nothing wrong <clears throat> with either approach. Yep. And that's the thing. You've just got to figure out what you're capable of and how to run your own life in a way. So I think for me, if there's any like super like high functioning people out there that are looking for some tips on like how to do it all, um, my Google calendar is my Bible. <laughs> Everything goes into my Google calendar. Not this podcast, but... Yeah. Did it? You put it in yours? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't send the invite. Maybe you added it yourself. But... Yeah, I just put it in yeah. there myself. Oh, cool. There's a, um, yeah, record podcast. Hell me. yeah. <laughs> He's in the body. He's in the calendar. So all of my stuff is coordinated there so I can just get reminders of things that mm. I have on. And I've definitely like been guilty of forgetting things and kind of leaving my social life on the back burner because I'm very like career driven yep. at this point in my life. That's I good. think for a lot of people, at least that we surround ourselves with, like, I don't know, I feel like I appreciate what my parents did for me for so long, like they sacrificed a lot to be able to get me to a good school and give me the opportunity to play whatever sport I wanted and learn whatever instrument I wanted. And I'm at the point in my life now where I'm so appreciative of everything they do that I don't want to squander this opportunity mm, that I've got of course. to be great. Yep. You know? And so for me, uni is really important, career is really important, and I kind of push them up and kind of left everything else behind. Yeah, okay. I think that's when I hit a point of burnout. Mm -hmm. And it's so real, and it happens to so many people. Yeah. And I think what I've been able to do now is just kind of prioritise a few really key things to help me on track. Mm -hmm. So sleep. Yep. Really important, yep. So How many hours are you getting a night, do you reckon? 7.5 to 8. Good. I try and hit 8 every night Mm -hmm. just because everyone's different. But I'm grumpy when I don't sleep. Same. Yep. So I need it. Yeah. And I know that like when it's time to go, it's time to go. Like don't talk to me in the morning if I get less than seven and a half hours yeah, sleep. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Or it's like just wait for me to get some coffee. In yeah. <laughs> and I think the other thing too for me is having good routine. So mm-hmm. like making sure that I get enough exercise in and making sure that I get enough social time in, enough study time in and for me, putting it all in a calendar really helps that. Mm-hmm. So at the moment, for example, so I'm playing two games of mixed netball a night, uh, a week, sorry. Huge. And yep. then I do Pilates at work on a Tuesday Don't as well. Pilates at your work? Well, it's wow. like we have like subsidised Pilates. Okay. So we go yep. to Reforma with like a bunch of the, the work people. Yeah, it's cool. really sick. Yep. And then um, one of my good friends from uni, I mean, from work as well, she goes to a gym near me and gets mm-hmm. free entrance for, like, a friend on the weekend. Hell, yeah. So, I'll go so you're obviously using that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I've got four, like, Four-ish workouts, yeah, in a week. Exercise. Plus, when you're at uni, like, you do so much walking around here. You do, yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I'm doing three subjects and about two and a half days of work a week. Mm-hmm. And then... EWB stuff as EWB well. stuff on top. And yeah. then putting the social events where it matters. And I think... Another great thing about EWB, coming back to it, is yep. that whether it's by my influence or other influences, a lot of really amazing people in my life get around it. And I think that's such an awesome thing about mm-hmm. committees. Like, we're in a situation right now where 
all of the committees, like all of the edge committees at least. Everyone's connected because we're, all, we're like, all friends. We're all besties. Yeah. So That's everyone's right. going to each other's events yep. and supporting each other and doing a whole bunch of really cool stuff. So you get to kind of get that social element out of it as mm. well as kind yeah, of... Yeah, uni yeah, work as well. Uni yeah, too. Yep. So I think being able to combine some things in your life is also really good. So kind of marrying two things together so you can get a bit of a two-in-one is good. But yeah, sleep, eat properly, drink lots of water, all of those like really basic things that we forget about mm-hmm. when it comes to like self-care yep. and finding something that you can do for self-care. Yeah. Is massive. Yeah, I totally agree with that. What's your self-care moment, Frank? I heard, um, we'll get to that. I heard a really good analogy on another podcast yeah. like the other day. Our life is like a pyramid. I'm not mm-hmm. sure why I'm demonstrating what a pyramid looks like on a podcast, but anyway. It's okay, it's for so, me. It's yeah. for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm showing Vic a civil engineer what a pyramid looks like. Egypt. So you start <laughs> Mummy's in that. So you start yeah, You start at the top, okay, and you you kind of gotta build layers as you go along and eventually you get to the bottom and you have these four corners of strength, right? And those four corners are general health, sleep which you've discussed, diet and fitness. And then above that, you can have your work, your finances, uni, relationships, friendships, whatever else. If you don't have those four corners, those four pillars of strength at the bottom, it's just going to collapse, right? So like yourself, I'm... Simple engineer approved, it would collapse. Thank you. I learned a lot about that mechanic subject. (laughs) (laughs) My house is not a pyramid. (laughs) Um... So, like, I prioritise exercise a lot. Like, I'll go gym, um, like, at least, at least or at most every second day. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday, I played two games of Mixed Netty back-to-back. And back my, to back, right? My back is, like, so crook. It's not from great. From carrying the team? No, not injury. from carrying the team. Oh, okay. I just have lower back issues, oh, which oh. I should probably get looked at. Yeah. Anyway, um, like, diet is really healthy, like, in terms of my sort of fitness regime, because I'm, like, weightlifting, I want to pack on a lot of protein. So if I'm eating, um, you know, my desired amount every day, then I'm pretty happy. Mm-hmm. And then general health, making sure you're going outside, going on walks, drinking lots of water, like mental you said health. before. Mental health, that's really important to look after that. Um, what was the other one? Uh, so you had sleep, water. Sleep, sleep, sleep. Sleep, as well. Yeah. general health, fitness, diet. Yeah, so sleep, diet, I'm getting yeah. at least... Seven hours. Yeah. So even seven hours is an idea. Like, I need seven and a half, yeah. eight. Um, so those are my sort of pillars as well. But then also spending time with my family, something that's really important to me, just because I feel like when, <laughs> when I'm at home, 80% of the time I'm probably in my room <laughs> and, like, either studying or just, like, I don't know what I'm doing. But I don't... On TikTok. On TikTok. Making, making TikToks and moobs. Even like watching that 40. That is you, right, isn't it? Are you that is me TikToks? at the moment. Yeah, go follow that account yeah, on TikTok. Yeah, you guys should really check it out. Mm. There's, wasn't there, two TikToks on there right now? Yep, that's I right. have liked both of them. They are Victoria fantastic. is Mubes' number one fan. <laughs> like if we had tickets, she would be the biggest, the biggest ticket holder. <laughs> Maybe we should um, make that a thing. Mm. I could get a sash. Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah we, use, we use the ball ones. Yeah, work in progress. Anyway. We'll yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, those are my sort of main things. And like, yeah, again, loving family, spending a lot of time with them, just being a good, like, person as well, mm. like a good a good son, a good brother, a good friend is really important yeah. to me. Love that. So. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I know. It's very nice. Um, in terms of what 
you know, we might have going on in the future. Yeah. Start with EWB first. So what, what events do you guys have coming up and how can people get involved in that? So we have got <coughs> Facebook groups and Instagram and all of that stuff. Like if you search up EWB Uni Melbourne, you'll be able There's to There's so much. Yeah. There is a lot out there. So um, I think next couple things we've got coming up, we are having an SGM pretty soon. Cool. What does SGM mean for people who the, might not know? The special general meeting. Ooh. So okay. what, essentially what's happening is some of our really, really awesome committee members are graduating at the end of this semester, mm. which is super exciting for them and we're so, so proud of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also means that their positions are going to be vacant within the committee. Mm-hmm. So we need to recruit some more people to come up and help us with like events and media and a couple of other things. So... We're kind of in the market looking for new people. Mm. And, and what positions are on offer? We've got, yeah, so two people for events, mm-hmm. one person for media. We've got a school outreach coordinator and an innovation challenge coordinator. So those two ro- roles are within our like school outreach program. So school outreach coordinator is basically facilitating an event or facilitating all events and just assisting with everything in general. Mm-hmm. Whereas Innovation Challenge is one event within itself. It's sponsored by Bentley, the software company, not yep. the car company. And um, it's an event that we will run for year nine and 10 students to yep. once again, kind of encourage them to get into STEM. We bring them to uni for the day, give them a tour, mm-hmm. prizes on offer. It's a whole kind of big thing. Um, I ran it last year and we changed the format of it. And I've sat down with national office and we're like kind of figuring it all out because um, they're also launching the program in... Queensland this year. Yeah, cool. It's the first time they're doing it in Queensland because okay. it's been a Melbourne Uni exclusive event for quite a few years now. So yep. they're launching it up there. So it's it's pretty awesome <clears throat> and it's really test your project management skills. Last year I learned a lot about myself and a lot about working in a team through mm-hmm. it. Um, so they're the positions on offer and you can talk to anyone in the EWB team about it. What I will say is we've got a week 12 coffee catch up. Huge. Free coffees. Free coffees. For members. For members. Yeah. Free membership. Which is also, also free. Also free. Lots of free <laughs> so, going Bit of a on. no-brainer there. Yeah, literally. Yeah. I will be there. Victoria will be there. I will definitely be there. <laughs> Lots of our friends will be there. So yeah. Noobs will be there. Be, yep. Muek will be there. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Everyone yeah. You're missing there. out if you're not there. Yeah. Basically. If you're it's not the there. event of week 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this coffee catcher has been booked since week 12. Yeah. Okay, it's just huge. Um... So, yeah, so also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'll have, like, um, descriptions of the roles that are going to be up for grabs. And even if you don't want to get on committee but are just generally interested in Mm. helping out and I guess having that feeling of knowing that you are making a change, feel free to sign up for any of our programs. Mm. There's a lot of programs. It's it's, I love how diverse it is. Like, you've got the maths one, the school outreach. Yeah. What else is up? Well, they're the, they're the main two, and then, like, within school outreach, we've got Metro Nearing, so That's right. Metropolitan. Yep. You've got Region Nearing coming up, is that right? Well, it's going to be the end of the year. End of the year, end okay. Of the year. Nothing in June, July? Nothing in June, July. End of the year, okay. End of the year. Cool. So, lots of things going on there. We just yep. had, like, a Bunnings barbecue, yes. some money, yep. lots of fun things Which was on. fantastic, by the way. How was I, your I sausage, Frank? They were two really good sauces. Lots of onion, which I love. Yeah, well, we made sure to sauce. Yeah, thank you. You're a special... Deep fried hash brown as well which is fantastic yeah good tunes good vibes great great location yeah you guys did very well yeah so there's a lot of fun to be at ewb yep and 
it's something that can just be like a one or a two hour commitment, mm. you know, and if you give it a go and you decide that you like it and you want to commit more time to it, you can. So there's a lot of really exciting stuff going on and shout out to the EWB team because mm. you guys are awesome. <laughs> and yeah, cool. if, if you do want to get involved, I would definitely say ewb.unimelb on Instagram mm-hmm. and just search up. EWB University of Melbourne on Facebook as well, and everything is up on there. Hell yeah! Our media team rocks, and you get to work with Victoria, and as you well. guys get to hang and out learn with so much from her. So yeah, sometimes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, she'll be shouting at you ninety percent of the time. <laughs> it's not intentional shouting; it's just the volume of my voice. <laughs> People in the library just think, "What's going on in this room?" Lights <laughs> <laughs> down. Huh? I'm people look in. Um, True. We are we are two celebrities. Mm, exactly right. Yeah. For you personally, what are some goals? Let's talk about goals real quick. Goals. What are some goals that you've achieved in the past that you're really proud of and that you might want to talk about? And also, what would you like to achieve in the future? Do you have anything in mind that you want to yeah, accomplish? I reckon, I reckon some people aren't about goal setting. Mm. And it's something that I actually, we have to do it for work. Like yep. Goal setting is really important. And... The more that I do it, the more that I get into it. That's good, yeah. Because I love having a good goal. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, um, after getting to Melbourne Uni, for me, first step, massive Yeah, congratulations. Like I think when stuff kind of went downhill for me in high school and, and I was struggling quite a bit mentally and physically, I didn't think that it was achievable for me to do what I did. Mm -hmm. And... I was able to do it and that was huge for me yeah. because it, it was showing showing myself that I'm more capable than what I thought I was. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the real start of my journey and my kind of becoming who I am now because I think, yeah, I think all of us have gone through periods where stuff gets really hard and you're really down on yourself and, you know, you don't have any self-belief. And that's the hardest kind of time, yeah. Hard yeah. time to be in, I would say. So I think the fact that you know, even though I'm coming to uni every day, have a really awesome job with working with people that I genuinely love and know that I have like lifelong friendships with, working on projects that, you know, like the stuff I might be designing like a small pedestrian crossing, but that small pedestrian crossing is going to be built, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be able to go and see it. Yeah, will how I cool see is it that? often? Probably not, because I don't live anywhere <laughs> near. Any Frankston. <laughs> but it's still, I think, being part of. The journey and the experience and all of the stuff, like being president, that's such a huge achievement for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't think that I was even going to run for president. Yeah. I was kind of in the market. I was like, oh, you know, I might just do a bit of SO. Like, yeah, know, to see how it goes. Yeah. And then, you know, people, the fact that people were telling me like, no, you should, you should go for press. Mm. Like, you should do it. Like, I want to be in this community yeah. if you're president. Mm-hmm. And I think, wow, that's so empowering, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It was huge. Yeah. It was huge to hear. And I think, you know. Even though I don't have the work-life-study balance perfect, mm-hmm. I'm pretty proud of where I've been able to get it to. Yeah. So I think in terms of like goals that I've achieved, getting to where I am today is like the biggest goal mm-hmm. that I've achieved. And yeah. the fact that I continue to strive to get better and better every day for me is huge. Like yeah. The fact that I can have that attitude is like a win in itself. Mm-hmm. Future goals, I think for me professionally... I would love to eventually get into the project management space. Yep. I love coordination and mm-hmm. talking to people. I want to do my time in technical and then move into PM and just 
kind of be able to have that high level overview position where you've got to coordinate everything and do everything and see everything for what it is. Yep. And I think there's so much going on in the rail space in Victoria that it would just be awesome to build that up and, and keep working up, mm-hmm. especially like with the environment that I have with WSP. I'm so well supported there that I would just absolutely love to just keep going and just see where it takes me. So I think professionally also getting chartered. I don't know if that's something that you guys do in Biomedage. I'm not too sure about but that one. Chartered, like being chartered means you can like just sign up on drawings and there's also yeah, okay. different um, <clears throat> MTM qualifications, like sorry, MTM is Metro Trains Melbourne. Mm-hmm. They have their own set of qualifications that you need to be able to sign off on rail drawings. Yep. So I would love to get to the stage in my professional career where I have approval and I can do those kinds of things and mm. kind of, yeah, get to that position. I think as much as technical work does interest me, being on the project management side is where I know I want to be yep. and where I see myself really thriving. Mm. I think personal goals, keep travelling. Yeah, you're off to Europe soon, to Europe which is really soon. exciting. How's the planning exciting. going for that? We're about 90% of the okay, way there. Good. I think we've Most got... Maybe four days of a comm to book and yep. then just activities. Everything else, yeah. flights, trains. And the activities, you can honestly just figure out the day before. Yeah, but you can. When are you taking off again? 27th of June. Cool. Soon. There will be, be a June. whole month of me not being at Oh, uni. no. EWB is going <laughs> to <laughs> shut no, up. No, it's going to do great. It's going to be thriving <laughs> without me. It's fine. Um, but, no, very excited. And I think that's something that everyone should be aiming to do. Or whether it's travel, just like keep keep having the attitude of being open to trying new things because mm. i think it's very easy for us to get comfortable yeah get happy and content just being mm. where we are and i think for me as long as i continue to have that strive to keep going and try something new and do something new that's definitely something that i want I'm trying to think what else goals wise um so shout out to Catafalco, the netball team that i'm a part of Catafalco. Um, what is yeah what does that mean this netball team was birthed out of an Italian club. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure the Catafalco is like the box that goes under like a casket or like a like a thingy. Like know? a funeral casket? Yeah. Oh. Anyway, I it's didn't random. Have, I didn't, yeah, okay, I didn't come up yeah. with it. But okay. shout out to the team. I think we... How are you guys going this season? We're, we're climbing up the ladder. Good. We had a few tough teams to start off with yep. then. And normally what the story with the Catafalco is... We lose by, like, one or two points. Okay. But because you're losing by one or two points, you're losing. Yeah. yeah. And it's okay. tough on the team. You're not, you're not getting the, the four points, whatever it is. We're not getting the four points. Yeah. So, I think, <clears throat> from our team's perspective, I would love to see us in some finals. I think it'd be good yeah. for team morale. Because, mm-hmm. basically, I think after this, the team will be disbanding because we're all going to Europe at yeah. times, yeah. which is tough. Mm-hmm. RIP. So, I think having some of those kind of goals as well is just, like, you know, being able to, yeah, finish off the season well, oh, and hi. Yeah. have a good time. And then obviously when I get back from Europe in terms of personal goals, just make sure that I keep checking in on myself as well. That's like a big mental health goal for me. I yep. think a lot of us can, can get in a position where we put ourselves last and we don't think about ourselves mm-hmm. very often. Yeah. So I think making sure that I can check in and do that kind of thing and continue to do that is also like a pretty big goal for me. Mm. Yeah. What about you, Craig? You got any good goals? Cheese. Um, I guess professionally, just trying to keep building experience. I can't say career-wise, like, I 
definitely know what I want to get into yet just because I finished this year, next year I'm taking a sort of a gap year going yeah. away. So like like you said, sort of keep travelling, keep learning a bit more about myself, yeah, nice. um, developing life skills, um, I guess professional skills as well. Because the field is so huge it as is. well. And that's yep. like, yeah, once again, great thing about listening to the potty and I guess having so many friends in biomedical edge, the stuff that you guys can do. It's incredible. It is insane. That's why I, that's why I decided to do it. Yeah. 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 A lot of people did too. Um, what else? I don't know. Personally, just keep forming good connections yeah. with my friends nice. and just being in the moment a bit more. I think sometimes it's easy just, just to get lost in your head. Like yeah. you've got your headphones on, you're listening to whatever and you're not just there, your, like just, being present. Just, what's your number one song you're listening to right now, Craig? Delilah, pull me out of this by Fred again. <laughs> <laughs> I learned it on piano the other night and it's awesome. Yeah, Slay. it's beautiful. Yeah, so that's stuck in my head. Nice. Um, but yeah, just like... Just being aware of your surroundings a little bit more. I know that sounds like a very human thing to do, but we we get so lost in our technologies and and just thoughts in our head nowadays that yeah. it's easy to forget where we are. So um, we're gonna have to wrap up, unfortunately. <laughs> but thank you, Vic, thank so you, much Ray. for being on the potty. That is a-okay. Today. Absolutely loved it. Um, I'm sure people will get a lot out of your advice. I hope so. And um, if you're a Melbourne yeah. Uni student. Come and find me. Come yeah, and find come us. Say, go to EWB and yeah, reach come out. And, chat. and Vic will say good day. So, yeah, I will. Yeah. I'll also say slay. <laughs> and you will too. All right. Thank you so much, Vic. Cool. See ya. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Mingle with Noobs podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave a like, a follow, a rating, a review, a share, or all of the above. Get into contact with Mubes or myself via the addresses in the show notes to leave any questions, feedback, suggested guests, or to get yourself onto the podcast. Until next time, take care.